Hello, I'm Mariet Sneijman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Today we're talking about helping your little one deal with big feelings. My guest is Marie Payne, Director, Education and Outreach at Sesame Workshop International, South Africa. Marie is from Johannesburg. Welcome, Marie. Thank you, Mariette. Good afternoon. And thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's wonderful to be here. It's a pleasure. To our listeners, in the course of this episode, Marie will mention her best tips for parents who feel overwhelmed. And at the end of our conversation, it will be fun question time. Marie, your career has focused mainly on children. Could you tell us a little more? Sure, Marie. So I, since I was a little girl, I uh, always played school, school with all my dolls and teddy bears. So education is really at the core of my existence since I was a little, a little girl. Um, and then I pursued my career studying education and I specialized in early childhood development specifically. And I've always been working in the NGO and the developmental space, um, specifically looking at early childhood development, the early years, how does children's brain develop through play, how do they learn through play, and just the holistic development as, as a young child. Um, so my previous work experience include working for UNICEF South Africa as an early childhood development consultant. I also spent some time with Save the Children South Africa, leading one of the educational programs in the free state for early literacy and reading. And now I am with Sesame for about the past four years, leading the education program as well as all the outreach programs. So this has been my forte and my love for young children throughout my whole career. It's wonderful that you can do something that's so close to your heart. Yes, absolutely. Now you've mentioned play and I read that you're an avid supporter of the right to play. Could you tell us why this is so important? That is how young children develop. So we think that children play just for the sake of playing and something that we give them to keep themselves busy with. Um, So we send them outside or we give them Play-Doh or we give them paint or just something to keep them busy with. But that is how they are learning. That is how they are developing all these skills. And that is how they develop the fine muscles and the small muscles in their fingers to be able to hold a pencil one day and be able to write in a classroom. We help them outside to play with a ball, kick a ball, jump, skip, uh, run around. And those develop all their big muscles that they also need later on to be able to sit up straight in a chair once they go to school. So all of these things that we do with children is not frivolous and it's not just keeping them busy and they're not learning anything. We just, you know, they're just playing. Even in an ECD center, when you send your child to school, they are learning while they are doing all of these activities. And my passion and my thing that I want to achieve in life is to help parents and caregivers understand the importance of those early years and why play is so important to help these children to prepare for life and and school later on. 
For listeners who are not familiar with Takalani Sesame, could you just give a, a short explanation? Yes, absolutely. So Takalani Sesame is the children's television show that has been on air in South Africa on SABC since 2000. So we have been here for the past 22 years. We have educated children across multiple generations. But we are part of a sister company uh, called Sesame Workshop International, which is based in New York in the United States. And the a television show in the United States called Sesame Street has been on air for 53 years. So our founders in 1969 asked the question, this new thing that we called a television set, can we use this to educate children? And... That is how the organization started and have grown over the past 53 years in South Africa, 22 years. And I think we have answered that question that, yes, we can use this television set to educate children. And bring joy to them as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Now we're coming to our topic, helping your little one deal with big feelings. Feelings are closely related to mental health but I know some people believe that children can't experience mental health disorders. So children can experience mental health difficulties. It manifests in a different way than it does in adults. So for young children, you would see that when a young child is not reaching their developmental milestones, both physically as well as emotionally. So they can definitely experience um, these traumas and, and emotional uncertainty as well, just like adults. Um, it just manifests in, in a different way, in a child-appropriate way that you would find in adults. And then on the other hand, it's not only parents who have a huge impact on children along with the surroundings, it's also caregivers. Could you talk about that? Yes. So we differentiate between a parent and a caregiver that a caregiver is somebody else that's looking after a child during the day, whether it's a grandmother or an uncle or an auntie or an older sibling or the teacher at the ECD center. So anybody else that's caring for the child except for the biological parent per se. Um, and they all have a significant role to play to create that nurturing, loving, respectful environment to allow this young child to thrive and develop in, in a nurturing relationship. And the word thrive, what does a young <laughs> child need to thrive? So like I just said, it's, it's not about... Um, materialistic things. A child doesn't need a lot of things. Um, they need relationships and they need connections and they need love and they need respect. So apart from basic needs that a young baby or a toddler needs, they need to be fed, they need to have food, they need to be clean, you know, um, the basic principles of, of taking care of a baby or young child. But beyond that, to be able to thrive, they really need that connection, that love and attention, that nurturing relationship. So when a baby is, is still very young and they can't talk yet, um, you know, they babble and they goo and they look at you and they're interested in your face and they, they start to recognize this is mommy's face and this is 
um, my older siblings face and this is grandma so they start to recognize facial expressions and they start to recognize who are these people around me and so important to look that child back in the eyes and and connect with them and communicate with them and talk to them um, because that is how their brain develops. So although they are so young and they can't talk yet and they can't sit up straight, they can't walk yet, they can't play yet, that connection and that facial interaction, um, that bonding with that baby is so important. And so for a child to be able to thrive, they need all of these components. And it's not materialistic it's not a lot of money it's not a lot of toys or things it's that connection and spending time with them um, and just just bonding and, and giving them love and respect so that they can feel safe and nurtured and cared for yeah so it's actually the things that come naturally yes but which we don't often have time or make time for anymore exactly and and parents don't always understand because they say oh i don't know all these things i'm not um, an expert i didn't study this i don't know but they're already doing it they just don't know how important it is that what you are doing is so critical for for their development and just keep on doing what you're doing because it is a, a basic and a natural instinct to communicate with them in that way. So just keep on doing what you're doing. That's good to hear. Marie, how do you know your child is struggling with a big feeling? Marie, so it can manifest in different ways. So physically, their bodies can feel certain cues. Um, they can have sweaty hands. They can have tummy ache. They can have... Um, a headache, they can say I'm not feeling well, my tummy feels tight, I feel a bit anxious or uneasy. So there's these physical things that happens to their body. And then there's also behavioral things that happen. So they can, for example, have nightmares, they can have a bit of anxiety, so they can be a bit more clingy and needing attention that they would normally do. Um, have difficulty sleeping, have difficulty eating. Um, so there can be behavior issues as well that you can pick up on. You know, they can just tell you that they're not feeling well and they're feeling a bit strange and they don't know what's happening at the moment. So there is some physical as well as behavioral cues that you can pick up on. When a parent or caregiver picks up on these cues, what should they do or not do? Very important question. So there's a lot of things that you can do. And I think it's one of the first things is very important to sometimes when children come to you with these cues or when they can verbalize something and they say that they're scared of something or they wonder about something or they're anxious about something, that, that the normal response is usually don't worry about it, everything will be okay. Um, and that is not what we want the parents to do. We want you to address that with your child and talk through these feelings to really understand why is this child feeling that way and then to be able to assist them and help them to overcome what they are feeling. Because there is things that happen in life. Uh, we lose family members. A lot of these things happen during COVID. These young children experienced family members that passed away. They weren't able to see their friends. They couldn't understand why they're not allowed to go to school. They didn't see people's faces because they were behind masks. Um, and so they do have valid questions. And to say, it's okay, everything's fine, we'll be safe, don't worry about it, 
you know, it's really important to rather talk to them about it and ask where is this coming from? Let me help you. Let's try to identify where this feeling is coming from. And then also to validate the feeling that it is, it's okay. We all feel this way sometimes and you are allowed to feel this way sometimes, but then also to help them to overcome that. And in future, when they experience that same feeling, then they would be able to navigate that and learn that social emotional skill to deal with that in future, especially as they start to go into um, foundation phase and grade one, two and three, you know, when they start to go into what we call the big school sometimes. So um, very important to talk about those um, cues and try to identify what is that emotion. And when you're talking about it, are there specific steps that you can follow to support your child? Yes, absolutely. So to talk about it, um, trying to understand where this is coming from, saying it's okay, we can all, you know, feel this way sometimes. And then we also, um, especially in, in, in our television show that's currently on air, as well as through the work we do, we also give them what we call coping strategies to help them to overcome those emotions. And so some of that is we do belly breathing, um, we help them to draw it out or shake it out and move their bodies. You can also um, help them to talk to themselves because sometimes it's good to affirm to yourself what is it that I'm feeling and trying to figure out by themselves by talking out loud. So there is a couple of coping strategies that we also like to teach children to be helped. And it also works for adults. <laughs> I also use those coping strategies on a regular basis. I like the one of talking to oneself because, you know, usually when I find myself talking to myself, I think, uh-oh, this may not be a good sign. <laughs> now I can do it on purpose. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm so glad that the show is helping kids learn techniques because I think one cannot learn those too early. Absolutely, yeah. And through the television show, it's done in such a... A child age appropriate way because in season 13 specifically it would be one of the Muppets that's experiencing one of these big feelings you know and how they then support each other to draw it out and scribble it out and shake your body and take a deep belly breath in and out and, and um, so it's very child appropriate and, and so much fun you know to do it with the Muppets and, and um, interact with children in that way. So parents may, might perhaps make a point of asking their child who has watched this show uh, what happened and then develop that into a conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. And 80% um, of our viewership of the television show is with a parent or a caregiver. So we know a lot of parents do watch the television show with their children and such a great opportunity to then have that conversation. Or even, even pause, you know, if you can and, and ask, you know, what is this feeling? What do you think is happening? What do you think is going to happen next? Uh, what can he do to help him, you know, once they have watched a couple of episodes and they kind of understand, you know, these are some of the things that you can do if you feel a certain way. Um, so wonderful opportunity to have that dialogue and conversation with your child. It is. Now we come to the well-being of the parent or the caregiver. You once said that parents need to be able to take care of themselves to be able to take care of their children, which makes perfect sense to me. Could you elaborate on this point? I always like to use um, the phrase that you can't pour from an empty cup. 
which is so true. Being a parent myself of a two and a half year old, um, I know the realities of working all day, getting home, you have a busy toddler that's looking for your attention. It's bath time, it's dinner time, you know, it, it can get a bit chaotic. And so I understand that parents sometimes feel overwhelmed and that you just need a minute to yourself. It's so important for a parent or a caregiver or an adult interacting with children to um, don't contribute to the chaos and don't contribute to the emotion um, because you're just going to make it worse. So you have to calm down your fir yourself first before you um, interact and try to calm down the child, um, you know, during a tantrum or having a big feeling. And so there is a couple of things that parents can do to just recollect themselves. If you need to step outside and just take a walk in the garden, if you need to just go into another room, if you need to just take a glass of water or make yourself a cup of tea and just take two or three minutes or five minutes, however long you need to just compose yourself, calm down, take a deep belly breath, <laughs> count to five, count to ten if you need to, but just compose yourself first before you interact and try to calm down your child. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of strategies that, that parents can also do just to recollect themselves. And, um, and you need to be emotionally well yourself to be able to support your child's emotional well-being. Especially after COVID, I think, you know, a lot of people have um, financial, you know, um, issues. Lots of people lost their jobs. And so I think for a parent um, struggling to put food on the table, not knowing where the next meal is coming from, looking for work, and then you have to take care of your child. You have to feed them and take care of them, and you have to play with them. You have to see to their emotional well-being. So it can all be a bit overwhelming, and, and, and parents feel stressed. So it is important to just take a step back and, and recollect yourself and take care of your own emotional well-being as well um, before you try to calm down your child. Which tips can you offer parents for when they feel overwhelmed? So I've just mentioned a couple of taking a glass of water or making a cup of tea. Um, but also a good one is when you when it's bath time and you're interacting with your child in the bath and they're playing a bit. Just put your hands in the warm water. Just have a conversation with your child. Play a little bit with them. When you take them out, take some lotion or cream and just give them like a nice massage and talk to them and you know while you are doing that you know rubbing the lotion on yourself and on your hands and just like doing a nice massage for the both of you just take that time to and and use like everyday opportunities to be able to you know just take care of yourself and, and compose yourself yes i want to mention one technique that you wrote about which I found very helpful and I've never come across it. You said that if the parent pours that glass of water, they can sit down and tell the child, <laughs> I am going to rest yeah. till I have drunk this glass of water. And you wrote that the child can actually see how the water disappears into the parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's very... It's a, it's a very physical uh, thing for a child to see because they, they don't understand the abstract, you know, so they need to physically interact and physically see things. 
So, so when you pour that glass of water or make that cup of tea, um, you know, you can tell the child when, when this glass is finished, then we can go and play again. Um, and so they can kind of see how that glass is going down and, you know, they can also then, it also helps them to um, understand that they have to wait a bit. You know, they can't have your attention all the time and immediately. Um, so it also helps them with things like self-regulation. Um, yeah, they, they learn a lot of skills through that as well, not only to, to give you time to rest while they're not knowing it. And then also, if you like music, put on a nice song that, you, that calms you down, that you like to listen to. If you need to talk to a friend, call a friend or WhatsApp a friend or speak to someone because sometimes it's also good to just speak to another adult or another parent, you know, to just talk about how you are feeling and how others are coping with That's these true, issues. That's true because we're talking about the big feelings that may overwhelm a little one, but what about the big feelings that regularly overwhelm big ones? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think post-COVID... You know, mental health and, and emotional well-being, it's not only for children or parents or caregivers, it's teachers, it's, it's everybody really. You know, we're all trying to make sense of what happened and, and how do we move forward? How do we continue? How do we rebuild? How do we, you know, how do we find ourselves again um, in this world that have changed so much? Would you like to refer parents to any resources? I would love for parents to come and join us every weekday at half past three in the afternoon on SABC2. Please come and watch Takalani Sesame. Season 13 is currently on air. It broadcasts five days of the week, every day in a different language. We cover English episodes, Afrikaans, Isi Zulu, Sisutu and Ndebele episodes. So every day of the week is a different language. Um, and season 13 is specifically focusing on little ones and dealing with big feelings. And all of these strategies and everything that I've just said, you will be able to find them in the television show. So please tune in with your little one every day of the week at half past three on SABC2. And till which date will this season be running? So season 13 is on SABC2 until um, end of December. And then in January, we go over for a rerun on SABC1 at half past seven in the morning. So then they can also watch us before they go to school. And then we already have season 14, which is also dealing on, on big feelings a bit, uh, which will then air on SABC2 um, in June next year, in June 2023. The new season, a brand new season coming out as well at half past three in the afternoon. And it will also touch on big feelings. Thank you, Marie. And may I now ask you your fun question? I'm looking forward to those. <laughs> now we're going to a fantasy world, yes. so you needn't be practical, right? Okay. If you could choose a big positive feeling that each parent could put under their pillow at night before they go to bed. What feeling would that be? Happy. Short and sweet. <laughs> I want everybody to be happy because if they are happy, then the little ones would also be happy. 
Yes. So it might be a good thing, and I think I should do that, even though I don't have small kids anymore. Uh, think about one happy thing tonight when I put my head on my pillow. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you, Marie, for showing us how we can be there, not only for the children we love, but also for ourselves. So very important, Marie. And um, yeah, just take one day at a time and do your best. You as a parent are doing a great job. You are an awesome parent. You love your children very much. And just keep on doing what you are doing. You are doing an awesome job. And we are all in this together. So we are. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about. I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe to Calm, Clear and Helpful. And if you'd rate the show. Visit my website www.mariehetsneiman.co.za for this episode's show notes and for free articles and podcast episodes on love relationships, parenting, life's challenges and emotional health. To follow me on Facebook, just search for Mariette Sneiman Journalist. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me, and the music is by Mark Marie Sneiman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9.